This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Shouldn't you be at work? It's a lovely chip! Oh, it's a brilliant goal from Lord Pohino! Still it's not away. Southgate shot. Milosevic scores. The could do with a bit of magic from him. Maybe this is it. It is! Andy Sinton from nothing. Brian Roy has headed for it into the lead. Wheelan. Oh, what a goal from Noel Wheelan. No power on it whatsoever. But Taibi has made a horrendous error. Now, you know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Only Hassan. No. Hello and welcome to Quickly Kevin. Will he score? I'm Chris Skull and welcome to the middle, well, slightly past the middle now, of Quickly Kevin bonus content week. Every day this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because it's a bank holiday, we're dropping in excerpts from old subscriber episodes that have been previously exclusive to the Quickly Kevin fan club. Never heard before audio content. Yesterday was Escape to Victory, and thank you to Jamie the Magic Torch on Twitter who says, You cannot question CJ Skull's commitment to content. Clipping up the Hyperbole episode, what a legend. Yes, I know it's hyperbole now, okay? I've learnt my lesson. Uh, thank you for joining us today, where the clip we're going to drop in today it's from an episode we did way back in May 2021 and it is on the golden era of football magazines loaded shoot match all that good stuff it's coming up in a second but don't forget if you want to get access to this full episode and every other subscriber episode ever dropped and there's years and years of this stuff you can sign up at anotherslice.com forward slash quickly Kevin, where there's also, let's not forget, extended and ad-free episodes of every single episode, I think, from like Series 6 onwards. So loads of good stuff over there. Do check it out. But enough chat for today. Let's get into it. Here is the episode, a little clip from our episode back in May 2021 on the golden era of football magazines. Enjoy. Um, we, we, well, Chris, this came from you, didn't it, this episode? Yeah, it's really been borne out of the fact that uh, my wife's dad worked at Wembley in the 90s. And as a consequence, he worked in... Graham uh, Taylor, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, um, he worked in blank videotapes. 
So Did he? my father-in-law. So he had a, he had a full trade. He had a, he had a big ninety, big early nineties. Really tapered off towards the end. See nineties. As other platforms emerged, but because he was next oh, to sorry, Wembley, what was his job? He was like he ran um, the UK division of BASF, who were big oh, yeah, video Basfa. Yeah, yeah. Basfa. So he had uh, huge, mainly a chemical company, but their big money in the nineties was in blank videotapes, and obviously, yeah. That world came crashing down as the decade progressed. Yeah. But early 90s, he still to this day, he, uh, he refused to come into your house, didn't he, until you got rid of all your DVDs? <laughs> <laughs> Even now, like, uh, I've just moved house recently, and um, my wife's carrot has BASF bags. Like, Does there must she? be 30. Yeah, we've got BASF. I'm in a room now full of BASF stuff. Oh, but wow. um, he had to do a lot of entertaining in the early 90s. And because of his proximity to Wembley, so he had to do a lot of pro- uh, entertaining for like, European clients who presumably yeah. wanted to buy massive amounts of blank videotapes. He went to a lot of England games. And so he's come and given me a big bag full of Graham Taylor era England um, World Cup qualifying programmes. So what I've done is just gone, started going through them. And we were like, wouldn't it be great to just start going through lots of other publications too? Yeah, so this is an episode. Maybe we'll do it again sometime. We thought we'd go through just some 90s football publications that we love and um, just discuss just our, our highlights of them. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I found a treasure trove. But what I want to start with... Can I start with one of my publications? Yeah. Yeah. I have actually want to start with... Um, it's, it's not a football publication solely, but... I recently bought on eBay the first ever issue of Loaded magazine, uh, which is absolutely phenomenal. Now, it contains an interview with Eric Cantona over a pint, in which Cantona's wearing a leather jacket. But I just wanted to read to you to start um, the section, which blew my mind. There's a section at the start where, uh, after a uh, photo shoot with Elizabeth Early, there's the... They start the magazine with a top 20 platinum rogues. So number one is Rod Stewart, then Hunter S. Thompson, then Alex Higgins, etc. Number six, Keith Allen. Can you name any of the footballers that have made it into the top 20 platinum rogues? Frank McVenny? No, actually, Frank McVenny. What? It's the ultimate platinum rogue. George, George Best? George Best is the 11th. Uh, Jimmy Greaves? No, Jimmy Greaves isn't in there. I was surprised to see Duncan Ferguson at number eight. Higher than George Best. Yeah, Britain's most expensive player has yet to score a goal, but is steadily working his way through the loot. So far, paying a £150 fine for headbutting a Rosa, £200 for <laughs> battering a fisherman, £200 for very charitably assaulting a man on crutches in a taxi queue. However, I was reading through this, right? And what really caught my eye is that the only uh, woman in the top 20 platinum roads is Britt Eklund. And I thought, I wonder why she's in the top 20 platinum roads. And I'm not going to lie. The description of why she's in there, I mean, it couldn't be more our scene, but I couldn't, I, I have no, I couldn't believe what I was reading. Britt Eklund recently cavorted Nicholas astride uh, uh, Sly Stallone's Harley at Planet Hollywood Bash to the delight of the tabloid paparazzi. Currently dating Wimbledon and son, page seven lad, John Scales. What? <laughs> Really? I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Also, surely there's quite a big age difference there. Yeah, what, between Britt Eklund and John Scales of Wimbledon? Mm. Yeah. The crazy gang? Yeah, what? 
Is she going down to Selhurst Park on a Tuesday to watch them play? <laughs> so she. Oh, actually, what year? What year was the first edition of Loaded? Ninety-four. Ninety-four. So, so she would have been forty-two. John Scales would have been, yeah, twenty. Yeah, so it's not that. It's not that different, I suppose. It it just struck me as a strange combination. Yeah, that's very odd. The whole thing is full of surprise uh, football content. For instance, there's a feature on Sampdoria. So this is a photo shoot of Sampdoria, um, a charity photo shoot they've done where they pretend to be pilots and RAF. Isn't this bizarre? Attilio Lombardo there. Attilio Lombardo climbing into play. Sampdoria manager Sven Goran Eriksson preparing for takeoff. Oh, uh, yeah, there's Sven. There's He's Sven. Young there, doesn't he? He does look young there. He looks good, doesn't he? Is Sven a good-looking man? I think, I mean, do you know what? He, he had charisma. I wouldn't say he was good-looking by the time he managed England, given the amount of tobacco I think he was chewing. His mouth looked horrific. Oh, but, is that um, why he had the yellow mouth? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because was it? they do that in Sweden. I can't remember what it's called. But I think when you're good-looking and you're young, you carry that charisma through to old age. So although he, he wasn't good-looking, he still had the charisma. It is amazing, the first episode of Loaded, the first issue of Loaded. I'd just like to read you the start, Chris, because I think this will really appeal to you. Loaded is a new magazine dedicated to life, liberty, and the pursuit of sex, drink, football, and less serious matters. Oh, lovely. Loaded is music, film, relationships, humour, travel, sport, hard news, and popular culture. Loaded is clubbing, drinking, eating, playing, and living. Loaded as for the man who believes he can do anything, if only he wasn't hungover. I love that line. I've heard that before. It's a great line, isn't it? That it's really just sums up the whole... Ah, just nail, nail it like the dart in the bullseye with that. Like, there's a lot of... I mean, lads, there's a lot of rubbish in lads' mags, uh, and they were pretty regressive in many ways. But I do think the early issues of Loaded had a lot going for them. And can I make a bit of a laddie comment? I've just looked up what Brit Eklund looked like in 95. Uh, at the premiere of Clueless, very attractive. Who is on her arm? Is no one. It, Solo. Is it Warren Barton? <laughs> <laughs> but she does look a bit sad, presumably as a result of her breakup with John Scales. I just Googled Brit Eklund, John Scales. No, it's just not. Oh, he went out with Kathy Lloyd, I think. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. He is... A strange, good-looking bloke, but I don't think uh, John Scales... Oh, no, he did. I'm looking at that picture of John Scales, I think you're looking at there with Kathy Lloyd. John Scales has uh, was looked old when he was young. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever get the chance to say that again, so I'm just putting it out there. So what you're saying is he he looked the age of Britt Eklund. <laughs> so in a way, <laughs> when he was people would just see the man about and go, this is completely appropriate. <laughs> this is totally acceptable. <laughs> Can I send you an advert from England's programme against Holland on Wednesday the 28th of April 1993? Yeah. I, can't, I have a feeling this may have come up, but this is an opportunity to get into this in some real detail. This is an advert for a toy called Soccer Pal. Do you remember this? Have you heard, remember what yeah. Soccer Pal is? Soccer Pal, I had this, was a net on a string. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is, there's, I've just sent you a picture of this advert. So, headline, score at will, Soccer Pal. It's been approved by FIFA 
I mean, <laughs> how, for what? Like, it's got a FIFA approval. And then the other thing in the bottom oh, right they, corner... Let's be honest, FIFA approved worse, Chris. <laughs> but it's just like... I, I, I take Soccer Pal over the Qatar World Cup. <laughs> Soccer Pal is just as bad. The endorsement of Soccer Pal is just as bad as Russia getting that World Cup. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Um, it also says in the bottom right hand corner, included in the football and the national cur- in in football and the national curriculum. Oh, it's yeah. included like included how anyway. I so like basically- uh, look up look out for the forthcoming television advertisements. <laughs> Surely that's the wrong way to do it. You want to sell the product. You're not using the product to sell to get people to look out for the advertisement. So what kind of blew my mind about this is. It's a net on a string, and you put the football in it, and you just kind of kick it around. Obviously, it doesn't run and go away. But there's like a picture of like the whole product set. So on the left, you've got the the actual the net and the string, and that's like the display case. And then you've and then you've got a bunch of videotapes and a book and some shirts. Yeah. So what's in the video? Like the book looks really complicated. So you can just make out there's some diagrams in there. But what is that ultimately saying? Kick the ball. Well, it's hold a new on to skill it. building training video available. Yeah, new skin. Um, so there's a training video alongside it. Yeah, so basically, you put the ball in the... So what I had was I had a version of this, okay? Yeah. So I had... Did you have this, Michael? 
No, I sort of vaguely remember it. I'm just there's a line there that's really made me laugh. It says a uh, soccer pal is used extensively by professional clubs. <laughs> They've really on. struggled on these bullet points. Yeah. Can I just rattle through a few? Practice efficiently. No chasing the ball. Like that's the thing. You're wasting time. If you're trying to get good at football and you're running <laughs> off it, you're wasting your time. So then, they're, they're, even the second bullet point, they're struggling. It's portable. You can practice anywhere, even in small places. Like, can't you just do that with a football? You don't need you're it. You're not getting soccer pal out of the bus stop, are you? Yeah. Um, I had a similar thing to soccer pal, but it was, it was basically a. So this, you put the ball in the net, don't you? And then you kick the ball, and the net is attached to a lead, basically, and it keeps the ball. And then the the lead is attached to your ankle, presumably, or your hand. It looks like in the picture. Your hand. Yeah. So I had one that was attached to the ball. So that it, that it came, it was basically a ball on a lead, a ball on an elasticated lead. And the problem was, the main issue with it was, the bit where the lead joined the ball was quite a large kind of plasticky rubber attachment. So basically it was great unless you hit the ball at the point where the leads joined the ball, in which case it would absolutely, you could just, it was like kicking a stone or something. Cause obviously <laughs> there was just, there was just a, on one side of the ball, there was a huge hard bit. That was basically what it was. And I think judging by soccer power, they may have got around that, but I'm not sure. Yeah. It was in a net, but the one thing is like, it is. It doesn't help you get good at football because when you've got a ball on a lead, the ball is moving unnaturally. Yeah. Like, so it's hard to. It's coming at you. It's pinging at you from different angles or off your hand. So it's not like you're getting better at playing football. You're getting better at learning how to kick a ball that's tied on an elastic band to your hand. Well, of course, a ball in the net as well is not going to react in the same way that a normal football would react at all. Michael, do you? Would you like? What have you got? Well, I've got two things to bring. First of all, a few episodes ago, we talked about uh, the Panini football sticker album that was endorsed by the official PFA uh, collection. Oh, yes. The one, one with of the, our listeners. The quotes. Sort of, yeah, the one with the quotes. Uh, and our listeners sort of sent in a video and some grabs. So I went straight on eBay and obviously purchased a, a complete version. Of course. How much did you pay, Michael? I think it was about 25 quid. Far too much money. I think it's probably the worst sticker book ever created. Wow. Like, come Have you got the complete one? Uh, it's complete. Yeah, every sticker is in there. Uh, the first thing that struck me is I got it out of the envelope and I picked it up and I thought, oh, is there something else like inside it? It feels really like weird. The sort of the center of gravity of it is all odd. And you try and hold it and it sort of it flops and it feels like it's going to kind of fall out of your hand in a weird way. And basically, you know how normal sticker books there'll be you know pages and the entire squad will be spread across you know two two pages and over the course of collecting them obviously it gets heavier and heavier but the weight is dispersed fairly evenly across the yeah. book as you collect them well well this sticker book each page has only got two stickers on it and they're fairly big stickers but they're they're right in the center of the page so what happens is as the book gets filled up there basically is like two bricks in the middle of it so like it's impossible to hold without it sort of contorting in all of these these weird ways it's 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 so badly designed i think i could sort of fold it like where the sort of the separation between the stickers are in fact like i'm doing it now and i can it's um 
yeah, it's it's a piece of shit. Like it's it's so bad. <laughs> what are the quotes like? <laughs> the quotes are amazing. I mean, we sort of discussed this last time, but obviously there's a lot more here. They're just whoever has pulled these from God knows where. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to randomly turn to a page and see what we come up with. Uh, oh, this one's not too bad. Philippe Albert. Uh, I just cannot see Newcastle making the same mistakes twice. Well, that's unfortunate, Philippe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't get in the position to. So this is uh, from 1997, this book is, we should say. And also what's really confusing, or at least it was to start with until I worked out the system, is that you look at the pages and you're like, well, why is Liam Daish, who plays for Coventry, on the same page as Roberto Di Matteo, who plays for Chelsea? And they've basically made the decision to put every player alphabetically by surname. Because obviously they don't have every, not every player is a member of the PFA. So they've had to sort of order it in some form. Everyone is wearing the same white PFA sort of tracksuit top. Oh, wow. Against it, the kind of coloured And do you think it's a special photo shoot or do you think they've... I think it is a special photo. No, I think it's a special photo shoot. I think Photoshop wasn't advanced enough. And if it was, whoever's done it is is brilliant. I think these players have, have turned up and they've um, they've done the photo shoot. Give me some more quotes. Terry Phelan. Uh, <laughs> Joining Chelsea was a great career move for me. No regrets. Um, Fuck it. Oh, the so man doth protest too much. <laughs> there is no way that... Um, do you think at the photo shoot they've gone, have you got anything you want to say, Terry? Wow, I should just make clear that despite what people say, the move to Chelsea has worked out very well for me. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, Niall Quinn, yep. you know. I'd say interesting career. A lot, lot of pull quotes you could get for Niall. You know, played in international tournaments, good goal scorer. His quote is, uh, my, my father was a baker and he taught me the trade. <laughs> <laughs> Where does that come from? I, I don't know. I, it's... I just struggle with this because it's like, they're too boring to be made up. They're not made but up. But then what do you ask to get that? No, you just, oh, I'm not Googled, obviously, but... You've just read an interview with Niall Quinn. That's what's happened. They've yeah. read an interview with Niall Quinn. That's come up in it, and they've turned it into a pull quote. A little bit of insight from Neil Ruddock. Uh, yeah. I enjoy holidays. For first Dis- time for everything. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy holidays at Disneyland, but football I take seriously. Oh, wow. So, see, that seems like an odd thing that you'd say in an interview, doesn't it? Jeff yeah. Kenner. Jeff Kenner. Yeah, yeah Blackburn. Blackburn. Um, I believe in life after Shearer. I experienced it at Southampton and now at Blackburn. I mean, a, a lot of these quotes have, uh, in hindsight, turned out very badly for the players. <laughs> I'm all concerned. I'll be honest with you. Before the word Shearer, I thought, oh, this is a bit more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping he was going to go, I believe in life after death. Um, I was the Tutankhamun in ancient Egypt. <laughs> Imagine if in... In a thousand years, someone gets regressed to being Jeff Kenner. <laughs> would that be a? Would that be a really? Would that be an exciting one? Because I suppose it'd be traceable, wouldn't it? Like yeah. If you if you'd been Jeff Kenner in a previous life, in a thousand, do you think this is a genuine question? Do you think in a thousand years there will be records of Jeff Kenner's impact on the world? Well, I was just thinking, Toot and Carmoon, here we are, two two thousand and a bit years since uh, since he died. And we know a little bit about 
Tutankhamun. What will we know about Jeff Kenner in 2,000 years' time? Well, our records are much better now, aren't they? <laughs> yes. So I mean, there's a lot more logs of what Jeff Kenner's been up to than there was of anyone in ancient Egypt. Yeah, I was wondering when we were going to get around to slagging off ancient Egypt's ability to record information and finally... <laughs> yeah. Call that paper. <laughs> Pathetic. No, but what I'm saying is, obviously, Tutankhamun is remembered because he's... I don't mean any disrespect to Jeff Kenner, but I'd say Tutankhamun achieved more in his career. <laughs> 2,000 years on, Tutankhamun is more notable than Jeff Kenner will be in 2,000 years. Yeah, I think that's fair to Unless say. Unless the, the, the only thing that remains of 90s football is the, the career history of Jeff Kenner. Yeah, like there could be a mix-up and Jeff Kenner could like somehow get mixed up with Cristiano Ronaldo or whatever. But like the, the history of football could get wiped with the exception of like Jeff Kenner's house survives the apocalypse. Yeah. And, and future archaeologists dig it up and are able to recreate what football was through the career of Jeff Kenner. Yeah, exactly. So, so Which is a bit like world. the story of Tutankhamun because he's not a very well-known king. He's not is that he not? important in the history of ancient Egypt. No, he was only reigned for a very short amount of time. So actually that could really work. There's synergy there is what I'm saying. Is there an argument that Alan Shearer doesn't like playing with Jeff Kenner? <laughs> well, that actually, Alan Shearer's big career moves were just trying to escape Jeff Kenner. <laughs> Jeff Kenner was trying to move to Newcastle after that. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, okay, so um, what else have you got for us, Chris? Oh, is it me again? Yeah. I've got the programme for Plymouth Argyle versus Middlesbrough. From This is the first season I went to Plymouth Argyle uh, from 1991. So it's amazing uh, to read these things because it's it's got... I mean, I think the page we all like the best is the... Um, is the, uh, the players' sponsors page. Do you have this at top level? Used to. I can't, I can't remember now. I think we're too big for it now. Well, we certainly are. What, because you because you might get in the Champions League? You're not allowed to sponsor your players? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, can't picture it in my mind anymore. We used to, though. So there's some phenomenal player sponsors here. What I'd first draw your attention to, uh, I've sent you the picture, is that only Gordon Nisbet, uh, who I can't work out who he is, uh, he's the only player on the page who hasn't got a sponsor. Oh, no, <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> Oh. oh my god, one of your players, Reese Wilmot, is sponsored by a detective agency. Yeah, I was going to draw attention to that. Oh, so, uh, wow. He's sponsored by Barry and Stephen Poland, Pierce Detective Agency. So he's sponsored by, like, private detectives. That's mad. But the, why are you sponsoring a guy like a quite generic guy in Reese Wilmot when Gordon Nisbet, who doesn't have a sponsor, looks like a detective, looks like Tosh Knight? <laughs> he does. <laughs> so Gordon Nisbet is the assistant manager or the coach or something. Um, I'd also like to draw your attention to um, Paul Robinson, who is uh, halfway down on the right, um, who's sponsored by Lena and Noddy. Two local Plymouth Argyle supporters. Oh, in a way, now, that's worse than Gordon this bit. <laughs> well, you say that, Michael, but what you don't realise is, I don't think I've spoken about this before, Noddy was the most famous Plymouth Argyle fan. He was like, 
the the fan equivalent of a local character. Right. He used to stand and he'd chant Green Army on his own throughout most of the match in the Mayflower stand, which is where no one chanted. And he'd go to all the away games. And every year on the final day of the season when they did uh, the awards for Player of the Year and stuff, he'd win Supporter of the Year and do a lap of honour on the pitch <laughs> to all the fans. <laughs> wow. He passed away maybe 15, 20 years ago now, maybe. So we've got one of those identikit grounds now where you walk out into the seating and you can go right or left. And there's those kind of, you know what it stands like where you're under the seating and then you, you walk out and there's a wall on the left and the right of you, which are the seats. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And on them, it's got all the legendary players. But on one of the walls, there's a picture of Noddy. He's made it onto a bit oh. like, you know, when you go past the Emirates, there's all the, the players. Yeah, yeah. So he's made it onto the equivalent of us at Home Park. So when I saw that he'd sponsored Paul Robinson, who I've got no idea who he is, it just totally reminded me that this guy was this huge character at Plymouth in the 90s. Oh, that's so, that's, that's a really nice story. It is nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so but, that's, uh, that's the thing about like a lower league club. Like you get well, we'd the have fans a championship become, at this point. Oh, yeah. Well, the fans become just as much um, a part of the fabric, you know, like the personalities of the fans become such a huge yeah. part. This is, this, I love this, obviously, it's, but this has got the list of the fixtures. We're getting six or 7,000 each week in the championship, which is pathetic. I know it's not called the championship. It's also got, I can identify my first Plymouth Argyle game, which was October the 31st. So that's Halloween 1991 when we played Nottingham Forest and we lost 2-1 at home. Um, 17,000 went to that. Wow. That is, that's a huge, huge deal. Um, but there we go. But uh, yeah, Plymouth Argyle, it's a terrible program, really. <laughs> and what you remember, I don't know, do you ever read the program now? Just my column when I had one. Of course. But I feel like the program was such a big thing back in the day because you didn't have a phone. Yeah. So you'd mark the teams up on the back of the program and you'd actually sit and read the program because there was no other stimulus. Yeah. my I don't know if I've mentioned this, but my uncle used to get to games uh, like an hour and a half before kickoff. Um, what? And he would re- read the program cover to cover and then leave 15 minutes before full time to beat the traffic. What? I used to hate going with him because it was so mad. Once I went with him, we played Everton. We were two 0 up. We went, "Come on, let's go!" By the time we got to the car, it was two two. Oh my god! I that funny. That you hear stories like that. Mind. Yeah, I don't. It's mad, isn't it? I know it's the thing that people say, but I just don't see the point in leaving early. Well, I know. It's football. Like it's, at that, like even if you left five, you leave on eighty-five minutes, and if, if the yeah. game's, I mean. If, you if the game's dead and buried. Early, if your thing is that you leave early, even five minutes early, for a lifetime of being a football fan, you'll miss, by the law of averages, some of the best moments of being a fan <laughs> of your club. I know. Because last-minute goals are the best, bit, or a huge yeah. turnout. Like, you're going to miss those. Crazy, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, do you want a bit more from England, Holland? Yep. April 28th, 1993. The interview with Harry Redknapp. So this is 93. At this point, um, I think he's still manager of Bournemouth at this point. 
So he's been interviewed about players to watch who are the sons of famous footballers. And he points out his own son, Jamie Redknapp, but he says he won't comment on his ability. Uh, He'd rather leave that to others to judge how good he is. But he does say these are the ones to watch. Gavin Peacock, his father Keith, used to play for Charlton. Oh, Uh, I wonder if Keith Peacock is a religious man. Possibly. Bradley Allen, son of ex-Spurs star striker Les. Oh, Les. Yeah. Yeah, of course he's not Clive Allen, son. He's talking about two. I think he was the brother of Clive Allen, wasn't he? Or something. Or I think the, the Allens are one big football family. Ian Walker, obviously, son of Norwich manager Mike. Yeah. Uh, and Nigel Clough. Of course. And then he says, well, north of the border in Scotland, he's like, keep an eye on Scott Gemmell and Darren Ferguson. There you go. Oh, Darren and, Ferguson. And just, and just one other thing about this programme that blew my mind. We did a thing a few episodes ago where we talked about players you can't believe kind of crossed over different eras. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like yeah. uh, that stretch a long period of time together. Well, here's, here's two players that I can't believe are almost the same in age that feel worlds apart. It's almost the inverse of that thing. So this is England-Holland. Receiving his second call-up for the England squad, he had only been called, he'd been called up a few months earlier, Teddy Sheringham. This is his second call-up for England, aged 27. In that same squad, Trevor Stephen, aged 29. No. That's that mind-blowing, isn't it? Jesus. That That's is, absolutely that is rocks so my world. Mad. So t- Teddy Sheridan was two, like two years, two years in difference. And they're worlds apart. Yeah. Trevor Stephen, who won the league with Everton in 1985, and Teddy Sheringham, who won the Champions League in 1999. So does that mean Trevor Stephen was a very early blossomer? Yeah. I think Trevor Stephen was a really early blossomer. He's age 29 here, and he's play, and this is 93, a year before a, a third World Cup, potentially. And he's already yeah, played so he's in England's last two. when he won the league, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and then Teddy Sharagam, he played for Millwall, didn't he? He played for did Millwall. He just, did he just he, not quite kick he went on from, for so quite a while? He went from Millwall to Forest in 91, just under two and years before this programme. And then the... the he basically then he went to Spurs like a year a year after that. Yeah, when they got relegated. So I think he's just a really late bloomer, Teddy Sheridan. That and Trevor Stephen had a really yeah. early career. But that's that's my blind. Also, um, getting his uh, second call up for the squad. Oh no, his third call up to an England squad in this game. Lee Sharp, age twenty one. And he said, and that's ninety three. You think probably peak Lee Sharp around this time. Yeah, I think I think Lee Sharp's past his best by that point. Yeah, twenty one. Michael, when was Lee Sharp's pomp? Yeah, I think sort of ninety one to ninety four, maybe. But even at the back end of that, he was starting to fade a bit. I think if he'd been as good as right, I don't want to turn this into a the totally football show. But if uh, if he'd been as good as Ryan Giggs, what would Manu have done? That's a good question. Yeah, what would they have yeah. done about his indoor barbecues? <laughs> <laughs> would they have had to share a barbie? Like, what the hell would they <laughs> Well, there you go. That's the little clip from today, the golden era of football magazines and what an era it was. If you want to get that full episode and all the other great subscriber episodes, you can go check out uh, the Quickly Kevin fan club. You can sign up at anotherslice.com forward slash Quickly Kevin. Right, got a bit of a treat for you right now. If you want to go over to the Quickly Kevin Twitter, I have popped a poll up. 
three episodes. You pick the one you want to hear on Friday, the excerpt. You can choose this one. I'll put it up for the vote. Choice one is, quickly, Kevin, will he scare a Halloween-themed 90s football episode? Yes, there is such a thing uh, that you can choose to listen to. We, We did that, I think, probably back in November 2021, I think it was. Quickly, Kevin, will he scare? Or you can have Chapter 2 of Striker or a watch-along of Mike Bassett, an absolute cinematic classic. Go over to our Twitter. You can vote on your favourite. We'll drop the winner in tomorrow. All right, that's it for today. Until tomorrow, Robbie Slater. See you later. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.